There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. What was the last book you read that made you want to pack a bag and go on an adventure? The Big Question. Well, we're about to talk about just such a book with our guest, Andy Hewitt. He is the author of The Furthest Points, Motorcycle Travels Through Spain and Portugal. And as you can already tell from the title, motorcycles are a big part of his life. Welcome to the show, Andy. Yeah, thank you very much and good morning. Having a good morning? Uh, fantastic, thank you. It would have been awkward then if, if, you'd, if you'd said, <laughs> actually, no, it's terrible. I don't want to be here. Um, so welcome to the show. I have a suspicion that you collect bikes the way I collect books. Am I correct? Uh, well, actually, uh, yes, I've had a few bikes in my time. But for the first time in 20 years, I'm actually without a bike. Having just moved back to Dubai, uh, I haven't got round to buying one yet. But How I will... does that make you feel? Uh, like I've lost an arm, actually. <laughs> I'm not surprised after reading a book. <laughs> Um, so, I, first of all, before we talk about the journey that you went on with your wife, Kim, um, and the, the book about that, The Furthest Points, I'd like to talk about what actually kind of got you interested in bikes in the first place, because I think there's a, a lovely story in your bio about one of your earliest childhood memories. Yes, that's right. Uh, I, I guess I was a toddler at the time, and uh, one of my earliest memories was actually standing up in my dad's sidecar with a pair of rubber swimming goggles to keep the grit out of my eyes and uh, riding down the road with my head stuck out of the sidecar roof. Uh, another uh, very early memory, my, my dad had a BSA Bantam, which used to be used in the days when before people had telephones and, and people used to get urgent messages to people by telegram. And we had in the UK, we had telegram boys and they had bright red BSA Bantams and these guys used to come and get, deliver what used to be tended to be bad news uh, to people by hand and my dad had an ex-GPO BSA Bantam and I guess I would have been about four when we moved on to a new house on a new housing estate and he used to stick me on the tank and drive me around the fields and that was that was that was the start of my biking uh, life. Very, I think. very safe. Very safe. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, HSE wouldn't uh, wouldn't have been very high on anybody's agenda in those days. But speaking of safety, that's actually something that you mentioned in the book is that you've actually um, helped other riders with kind of being safer drivers. Yes, uh, when I lived previously in Dubai, uh, we've recently returned to live in Dubai for the foreseeable future. But uh, I, I had bikes and. Uh, good, thank goodness pe things have changed now, but the standard of instruction for someone to get a license was, was to be honest, not, not too good. And I used to meet people who'd uh, got their, their, their riding license here and really didn't have much idea how to ride safely. So one of the things that I did with the Harley Owners Group was do safety awareness courses. So we used to teach people how to handle the bike confidently, how to do emergency stops, mm. how to, well, how to be aware on the road. Because, you know, there's a lot of traffic in Dubai and some of the standards of driving is, is not uh, what you might see back in your, your uh, home country. So uh, if I help people to become better riders and, and to become safer riders, well, uh, that was really my motivation to do that. And I had a lot of fun doing it as well. 
are some tense moments in the book. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talking of Books and we're talking to our guest Andy Hewitt about his latest book, The Furthest Points, Motorcycle Travels Through Spain and Portugal. But before we talk about kind of the nitty gritty and some of those tense moments along the way, what are the furthest points? Because that was my first question opening this book and I think a few listeners might be wondering what those furthest points are. Where are we in the world? We are in the peninsula, the Iberian Peninsula, which basically is the uh, part of Europe that makes up uh, Portugal and Spain. Mm-hmm. And it's quite a large landmass. And my wife and I had uh, gone to live in Spain and, and latterly Portugal when we found a house. And we decided that having lived in the Middle East and Africa for 20-something years, it was uh, something that we'd like to do to discover our new home. So we decided to take a long trip on our Harley and uh, discover Spain and Portugal. And to give it a, a little bit of a purpose rather than just randomly riding here and there, we decided to visit along the way the furthest points north, south, east and west. Uh, and we're actually five furthest points because the uh, the furthest points of Spain were four, and the furthest point in uh, west in Portugal, which is also the furthest point west in mainland Europe, uh, just had to be on the list as well. There's there's a lot of romance attached to this idea of travelling on a Harley Davidson, you know, or, or any motorbike really across beautiful landscapes like this. But did did you ever think along the way? I sh- why did I, why did I do this? Why am I doing this? Did you ever have a kind of dark moment where you thought I should I I want to go home? I d- I can honestly say that riding motorcycles I've never had a dark moment. I I remember a couple of occasions strangely both of them were in France and on one occasion we had to get back because we were catching a ferry from France over to the UK. And it threw it down with rain all day long. And we, we couldn't stop, we couldn't take a break, we had to keep on going. And we were wet and we were cold and we were uncomfortable, but never once did I think I am going to stop motorcycling. It was just a bad day. What What is it about, you're, you're ex- having to explain this to somebody who isn't a motorbike enthusiast, what is it about this mode of transport above all others for you that kind of makes it that has created this love affair we bikers say you have to explain it (laughs) uh you wouldn't understand right it is one of those things it's bikers know the feeling of Mm. being out there there's a little bit of danger it's not like driving a car where you can sort of switch off you have to be, especially, you know, riding in the city, riding along uh, a, a, an awful lot of traffic, mm. you have to be 110% in concentration mode. You have to have 360-degree awareness all the way around you. But there's a certain amount of... I, I, I do a lot of, lot of thinking on my bike. You know, you, you are concentrating, you are working, but the part of my brain is, is doing something else. There's the challenge of riding well. You know, you see a corner, we may be going up uh, Jebel Hafeet, and you need to get the bike set up, the right speed, the right gear, turn in at the right time, hit the right apex, and just make a good job of going round that corner. And you get round the other side, and you think, yeah, nailed it, or made a mess of that, I'll get it right next time. So there's a sort of a, a... 
uh, an intellectual challenge to riding as well, which I enjoy. So we have been asking you this big question as well. The last book that you read that made you want to go on an adventure. We've had some wonderful messages come through on our social media and beyond. So Deborah says Pride and Prejudice made her want to go to country houses and wide open spaces. Chatsworth House in the UK. Um, Wuthering Heights and Poldark made her think of windswept sea cliffs. I think I've, I un- completely understand that. I see that one. Oh, she also, also mentions Horatio Hornblower makes me want to sail a tall ship um, and also the rhyme of the ancient mariner. <laughs> Andrea says, in the late 90s, I did read The Beach and go to Southeast Asia shortly after. I am a cliche. <laughs> Ipshita says, under the Tuscan sun made me desperate to go to Florence. I love travelogues. My favourites are City of Gin by William Dalrymple. That made me like Delhi, which is a big deal for a Bombay girl. But now returning to our book of the moment... The furthest points, motorcycle travels through Spain and Portugal with the author himself, Andy Hewitt, in the studio with us. So we've been asking our listeners, Andy, what the last book kind of kindled a spirit of adventure in them. What book did that for you? Oh, there are so many. One of my favourite genres uh, when I'm uh, when I'm reading is uh, memoirs and, and travelogues, uh, I guess. Being a biker, the, the, the book that started it all was a, a book called Jupiter's Travels by uh, a, a guy called Ted Simon who, that was written in either the late 70s or the, no, probably, yeah, the early 70s. And Ted Simon decided to pack it all in by a, a Triumph Tiger, uh, which was never one of the most reliable bikes. It's not an off-road bike and, and ride it around the world. And I think he took about four years to do it. And if we go back and we think about what the world was like then, uh, with much less infrastructure with regard to roads and and communications and the rest of it, and the guy actually became an icon in the the biking world, and I suppose he was the first guy to ride around the world. It was amazing because he did it on a bike that wasn't really prepped for riding around the world and you know every every biker knows ted simon so that was the first one uh and then of course uh charlie and uh ewan mcgregor with the long way round and uh and the long way down uh a lot of bikers knocked them because they went with a a a complete support team and and tv crew and pickups and minders and all the rest of it but at the end of the day, the guys rode their motorcycles and fixed them and did the both, both trips. So, you know, I've got nothing but uh, admiration for those guys. And you all, we all got to see it because it had been filmed. You know, otherwise the, the bikers wouldn't have got that inspiration of seeing them travel. Um, uh, on, yeah. Absolutely. And, and I believe that BMW motorcycles were about going down the pan un, until those guys who... who uh, had a job to get anybody to actually lend them I mean, that's great if you're a film star people lend you a bike to take a trip uh but it was uh, their trip uh, the the long way round that actually got bmw back motorcycles back on the feet and and the gs 1200 which is the bike that they used has, has now become an icon and there were lots of wannabe off-road bikers riding these things whether they actually go off-road it's a bit like range rovers and uh, and, and mom's taking the kids to school but you know I, I, great bikes great great touring bikes whether you're off the road or on the road one of the things that we haven't touched on when we've been talking about this trip that you, you that you took, I think it was three weeks, the furthest points, Spain and Portugal. You didn't go alone. You went with your wife, 
Kim, and I think, Flora, you had a couple of questions. I, I mean, Kim is, is obviously one of the major characters in the book. Um, and I love the... Um, the sort of depiction of your relationship, which was just delightful, and and the and the, the way that the two of you work together on the trip, and the, the differences and the conversations and the humour that all comes out of that. My, one of my favourites is the Satnav moment when Satnav woman is telling you one thing, Kim is telling you something else. <laughs> you get a lot of humour into that relationship. My first question is, what did Kim think of the book? <laughs> Kim actually took after after it was published, it took her about two months to start to read it. <laughs> And the rest of the family read it, and, and they said they enjoyed it. Uh, but Kim wouldn't read it, and, and she kept saying, well, I'm not going to read it because you'll just be taking the mickey out of it all the way through. So it took us quite some time to read it. Uh, she's really not told me what she thinks about it. But she, she liked the uh, the last page where I sort of paid homage to uh, to her and uh, our relationship, which has lasted over 40 years. So you know, something must be working. Oh, I think that comes Yes, I think that comes through. Um, to, just to put a, a marker on, so you're, you're riding a Harley in this bike, and you're both on the same bike. We are. And um, so you tra- travel how many miles in the end? Did it, you was, uh, it was just over 4,500 kilometres. Kilometres. It's a yeah. huge distance. Um, and actually, I very much enjoy you've put a, a map in the book, which thank you, because I do like to be able to <laughs> yes. see where these travel journals have actually I taken people. do love people. maps in books. More exactly. authors should put them in. Thank you very much. That's just a, just a you know, question for all of you authors. And, and one of the things I think is maybe a little bit different is there's so much in this book about the bikes and about your um, affection for them. And as well as the journey you're telling, you're also bringing in similar journeys you've had in the past. So it's it's a real kind of travelogue of, of not just the present, but also where you've come from as, as a biker. Was that something you expected to come in as you wrote it, or did it sort of naturally come together like that? Well, it's a bit strange, because I set out to, to write a book for bikers, mm. and it, there was a lot more about various trips that we... Uh, Kim and I have undertaken on bikes or I've, I've done solo and a lot more about the bikes that I've owned in the past. Uh, <laughs> but when I thought I'd completed the book, I then got in touch with a, a, a copy editor mm-hmm. who I thought would correct my bad grammar and put full stops where they should be and things like that. But she's a very experienced editor and she's, she said, this is not really... That the audience that you need to go for, the, the, believe it or not, the audience uh, who who will read this book are generally middle-aged ladies. And I thought, no, I've I've written this book for biker. It's got bad words in it and biker language and things like that. So Jackie, being an experienced author and and uh, sorry editor, and me not being an experienced author, I I, I uh, took her advice. So we changed the the book quite a lot. And a lot of uh, the, the the little stories and tales about my expat life and riding in various countries and the various bikes that I've owned came out, and we kept it more or less concentrating on the the journey that we took around Spain and Portugal. But it does mean that I've got quite a lot of material ready to go into another book. There you are, fantastic. Nothing's we, ever wasted. We are unfortunately going to have to leave it there. We've we've already run out of time. Um, but Andy Hewitt, thank you so much for joining us to talk about your memoir, The Furthest Points, Motorcycle Travels Through Spain and Portugal. Very quickly, if people want a copy, where can they go and get one? Uh, well, Amazon. Uh, it's available in, kin- in Kindle and in paperback uh, copy. And uh, yeah, if, if you do uh, buy it, thank you very much. And I hope you enjoy it. So thank you. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at Dubaii1038.com.